that when it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for or as by? Oh man, that's a big question. That's a big you question. You only come with the heavy hitters here. I'm sorry. Oh, heavy hitters. Yeah. <laughs> what do I want to be remembered for? Um, so I realized that it kind of goes back to what you said about um, being influential, even in your own, even in your own circle. So I found that because um, everybody's trying to, especially in this game, everybody's trying to figure out what it is about them that makes them special and what it is about them that's going to take them to, you know, where they want to go to the top. But I think that um, for me personally, I realized that my real duty is to the people around me to start and to be, to be there for them and to be good for them, to help them grow, to be the best person they can be. And through my music, I will just scale that. So I think if by the end of my life, like my family can talk so well about me and they know I've been there for them, then my fans will feel the same way. And anybody that's been inspired by me through my music will also remember me that way. So I guess ultimately what I'm looking for or what I'm hoping for is that I've connected with um, people deeply so that I'm remembered not necessarily by um, the memory of me, but like them, like they will live out my legacy because I've helped them. So welcome to episode two of Around Our Hype. I'm Ronnie Haynes again, and I'm here with Fatty, Fatty, go ahead and introduce yourself again. What's up, guys? My name is Fatty. I'm a producer. Do around the hype. She's mm-hmm. Yes. And um, we set our favorite Pop-Tart flavors last time in our introduction. So the way we do our introduction here, CJ, is basically you do name, ethnicity, where you're from, what you like to do, um, your artistic form or your creative form. And then also, last but certainly not least, your favorite Pop-Tart flavor. And this is where we get to the Pop-Tart section. So whenever you're ready. Um, so I am originally from here, right here in California, uh, Santa Clarita. And then back in 2009, I moved to the Philippines. And I was living there for the past 10 years. So right then there, you know, I'm Filipino. <laughs> I'm Filipino, Chinese, um, Spanish. So I'm a little mix of everything from all sides of my family. Um, my, I'm a singer songwriter and yeah, that's my creative expression, I guess. Okay. And um, I am getting into music production. Uh, I produced my first single, co-produced my first single. Congratulations. Um, trying to work on that. Um, can't call myself one. I can't call myself a producer. I, I know too little to be a producer, mm. but I'm definitely there. I'm definitely getting there. And uh, my favorite Pop-Tart flavor is, oh, God, that's a tough one, you know, because I love the cinnamon. 
You know what I mean? Like the, the brown, brown sugar. sugar. Mm-hmm. Stop, right? Nah, I, I didn't say a word, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> brown sugar cinnamon is it, but then that filling is just way too much mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like you got to eat the outside first and then you can get to the top or you can crack off the top and then not eat the filling. Mm. But what's also super fire is the like straight up strawberry one. Frosted or unfrosted? Frosted for sure. Some people eat their top sides unfrosted. Oh, if I come across unfrosted ones, that's just like so sad. That's like the ugly twin mm-hmm. of yeah. the frosted, right? Because mm-hmm. the frosted one is the best one. So I just take off the top and that's what I prefer eating. So uh, why music as a form of expression? Why music? Um, I think that the music, I chose music or I don't know if you could say that it chose me. It's just so many people are musical in my family, not per se my immediate family. Like, yeah, my dad sings and he's always like getting me to sing or we try to sing together. But it's like um, so many of my cousins sing, my titas and titos, it's like my aunts and uncles, they sing as well, you know, at parties and stuff. But um, it was really my grandma, my dad's mom, who taught me how to sing. Like, she sang so much to me when I was um, growing up or, like, would have music playing and stuff. Um, So that's really where I got it. I've been singing. uh, I've been singing since I was, like, five, maybe even younger. My first recital was when when I was five. So I've been doing, like, um, classes, things like that. My parents really recognized it in me young. So... Yeah, I just I kept going at it until like after college. That's when I decided that I wanted to pursue it because it's just doing it like on the side or like doing it through like, you know, school organizations or kind of like casually wasn't, you know, it wasn't filling that that need that I had for music. It wasn't my full expression of what I felt like I could do. So Mm -hmm. I really just went for it. And here we are now. Okay. That's that's in depth. Thank you. <laughs> you know. So, if you follow your optimistic trajectory at this point, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, definitely, I will have um, so much more music out. I will be doing music um, full time because I say that when I say that I've chosen to pursue music, it doesn't mean that it is still what I'm doing full time. I have, you know. I have my job and I'm still on my way there. So I want that to be like my my everyday, that it would be music. And definitely like even before um, getting my album together and all that, but I'm pretty sure, I hope I'll have stuff out by then. I really want to be touring. That's like, that's my dream. Mm-hmm. Cause like performing live is just, it's just a different feeling. Like I got, I got really, um, lucky in my like when I decided to pursue my music career I started off just performing live so I was always like I had a live band um I was doing like gigs and um that's why I really fell in love with with music because it's just different when you have that connection that live connection and like you're really just jamming out there and people are kind of just you know they're watching you and um that's what I want to do in five years um what else do I want to do I also want to be collaborating a lot more with other people um like I said like songwriting is something that I'm 
really into honestly out of the whole music process I think that songwriting is the most um intuitive for me like I hate recording music like I hate recording my vocals there's just I just uh it just it bothers me so much and I it's like the songwriting is the easiest part for me so I want to be doing that for other people as well and like um helping them grow their music so that I can grow my own because I really feel like collaboration is is the key to like really leveling up and um, getting your skills up. Segwaying from that to this, at the time that this is being recorded, you have two records out, pun intended, one being the actual record record and the second one being Fly, and you've reached 100,000 streams on Spotify, so congratulations for that. What qualitative metrics do you use to actually um, define success in your eyes for your music career? qualitative wow so like if i maybe for an example if i could basically be here and do this like you said you wanted to have music basically be your source of income right you your livelihood you make money off of your music and you get to tour and do this right what would be another metric you can use to be like wow maybe this was the moment i've made it I think it's really interesting that you bring that up because um, in my, so in my job, um, my day job, I guess you can call it, I work in marketing, but I work um, in the, I guess you can call it the business consultancy industry. So we focus on something called user experience, UX, and um, describing your user experience more so in a qualitative way rather than a quantitative way is exactly how they assess how great things are. So I think that's a really interesting question. That's, that's the first thing that I know my mind. So Almost I've like I knew that. That way, yeah. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way because um, that really is true. Like I never really asked myself when I was, like when we reach this number, how would I feel about the music that I'm doing um, or everything that I'm doing? the music that I'm making but I feel like at this moment I'm just excited for more Hmm. for any for me I think um because it was it was around like two two years of um like making music grinding it out only being able to perform live because I didn't have the resources to to record my music So like Fly, I wrote that in 2018 and I only got to produce it in 2020, late 2022. So um, if you ask me how I feel about it now, I am more excited than ever. Like for me, that just just proves that, um, you know, when you put the work in, it will show later on. That's kind of a reference to Big Sean, but I fucked up the lyrics. (laughs) When you put the work in, Manage shows something like that but it's true like and um to other people it will be you know a number it's just a number but for me like I know the story behind it and I know how that will I know how that's made how it's made me feel so I just think that um it's just the beginning and um it's a marker that hard work pays off but um there's so much more to be excited about so many more milestones to to hit so in terms of your 
creative career, you say you're singer, songwriter, aspiring producer, right? What other creative goals do you have? So do you want to wear any more of these hats? Do you want to learn more things that have to do with music? Oh, man. Yeah, I want to learn them all. I really do. I, I do. Because it's like, um, so when it comes to like my projects, I always like to have a visual associated with it whether it's a music video or even just um, like uh, visualizers or something that I'm really into. Um, I'm interested in like the EDM type or like the animation type. So I wanna get into that. And it's more so like um, matching the music to that. Um, I'm also, I also try to play a really active role in like the conception of my music videos. I really like to like, once again, collaborate with the directors, um, try to get my idea out there. Um, I, I guess you could say I dabbled in filmmaking. I made the first music video for record. Okay. Uh, with help of my, with my cousin, she right here. Takes out of the village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it honestly does. Like it was so crazy. Literally in the room down there, that's where we, that's where we shot it. And, um, we shot to like, like 3am and we used James's iPhone. Cause we are like, what if we just like fuck a camera along? We just do this on the iPhone. And, um, they really like helped me put the vision together. And um, it was just fun. Like, I just think that different creative outlets are just so much fun. And um, I definitely want to explore, um, like I said, film. Um, fashion is something that I'm also very much into. Um, I don't, I'm not saying I'm going to have my own clothing line anytime soon, but, you know, just exploring that further, like, as an as an outlet for myself that's something I want to do I think it's because I think it's really because of performing live that I realized that there's a whole there's a whole experience to be made or to be had when you watch somebody perform live so you know down to what they're wearing to the lighting um that's why lighting is important to me (laughs) um You know, and even like, even the sounds, even, I mean, I can't say for smells because you can't really control what's in the, you know, the, um, the, like the gig venue, even though sometimes it does smell like just like alcohol or food or whatever. A little bit of must. Yep. Yeah, but <laughs> my, like my real goal, um, if I were to think about like my ideal um, concert or my ideal live show, and I will make this happen. I hope I can go back to this moment. Right on the record right now. Yep. Uh, yeah. On the record, hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want it to be like a very interactive um, experience where like there are things that are stimulating you visually. Um, uh, it's like sensory experience. And um, I wanted to even have like a little bit of a, um, if, you're, if you've ever experienced or ever seen like meditation baths, where you can really like the sound is coming all around you and like the lighting is there. That's the kind of sensory experience that I want. So I guess you could say that I want to get into live events or at least making sure that my, my shows will have that, have those elements. Mm-hmm. You started off doing the show. So that's where you feel more comfortable. And then you have the yeah. anxiety when you hit the studio. Yeah. Cause it's like, <laughs> I'm not feeding off of anybody's like energy. It's like, I can't be like, I can't. You have I to produce it all yourself. You know, you just have yeah, to be like, you have to bring it. Hey, yeah. Could you like, you like tell my, telling my like engineer, could you like clap for me a little bit before I do this? 
you know um, james is real active in the studio you know he does the dances he does the um the crawling the cartwheels the claps all of it i've been there i've seen it in action but i also think that maybe my experience will be different when i'm like when a lot of people can be in the studio one time and you know you're with your friends and that's what i mean by collaborating because it brings another energy to it and i think that's exactly what i like about live performances is that you're really just it's like up to you as um as the singer and the musician to bring your all and you guys are all just like coming together so how do you work on your personal goals while also working on your creative goals oh i'm crazy that's the course that's on that's on Virgo. You know, you know, it, it takes a little bit of crazy sometimes. Though. It really does. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it it really does. Um, I I would say that like even before I um, really pursued music, I've always been a very like driven person. There's just like I get into something and I want to do it like to the very to the very best. So whether that was like my my education or um, uh, with work. Um, I really want to go above and beyond. And I think it's, it comes down to just like knowing your potential or having a good idea of the kind of person that you want to be. Um, and that isn't necessarily measured, you know, in material goals, but of course it's part of it because you really have to imagine the kind of life that you're going to have. But the way that I really stay on top of my personal goals is um, I really like check in with myself often. Like I ask myself if I'm on the path uh, towards those goals. I ask myself what's standing in my way. I really assess and look for opportunities. Um, I also practice something called shadow work. It's a little little woo-woo, so I'm going to get into that because I know I don't want to bring up that woo-woo topic. But um, it is essentially, it's really just like spirituality and psychology. When it comes down to it's psychology, I I consider myself my best therapist. Like I put in a lot of work, mental work, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's like journaling or just sitting down with myself and thinking about my life. Um, I, I do that. And I think that's helped me a lot in like figuring out exactly what I need to do to become the person I want to be. Yeah. I also yeah. watch a lot of Joe Rogan. <laughs> you got a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I swear to God, that made me a better person. That mm-hmm. And that's that's a controversial topic because a lot of people don't, you know, but I think that you kind of need to know a little bit about everything in the world, even the things you don't agree with mm-hmm. so that you know where you stand. Very true. That's, that's honestly, yeah, that's honestly very true. Like Fadi said, it's the psychology that comes down to it and everybody's psychology is different. You explain, you mentioned that part of your mental well-being is your spiritual well-being, right? (laughs) You've explained that you are very, I guess, spiritually inclined or I don't know how to. I will, but the reason why I bring up Virgo is because I'm crazy. Okay. Political, and I'm sure other Virgos will understand this. Like, you can only you can almost be so like anti spiritual. Like, you can mm. be the total opposite of getting in touch with your feelings, where you think things too logically to the point where you rationalize everything. But there's just some things that just 
don't make sense. And it's more so like an acceptance rather than a rationalization of it. That's mm -hmm. our bring up the Virgo thing. I, I bring up like signs on, because I think that they're good points of reference. And for a lot of people, it begins their journey into knowing themselves because they're just like, oh, okay, I have this thing and I can say that I am this or that I'm not this. What's most important is that you know who you are. I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I think personally, um, me, I don't, uh, say I don't actually aspire to be any thing in particular related to anything else. So when someone gives me like a, a set book of thing or a set structure, like, okay, you're a Aquarius, right? So my spiritual sign would be Aquarius. I don't like to look at it like that. Cause then when you tell me every Aquarius has certain habits or things like that, I almost get defensive in a way and say, no, yeah. I'm not like that. I'm an individual. Right. Oh. But I guess it does <laughs> come down to, you know, finding out and learning about yourself and creating yourself as an individual. Yeah. So whatever way that helps you, whether it is spiritually, whether it is psychologically and mentally, I feel like you should choose whatever path is correct for you. Yeah. And it just comes down to belief. You know, it's like a lot of people believe in a lot of different things mm -hmm. and whatever works for you works for you. But at the end of the day, if you're not hurting anybody else and you're only trying to, you know, make yourself better, however you want to do it, you should do it. Mm -hmm. exactly. exactly. How does yoga and meditation <laughs> help you both as an artist and as a creator? My first job was at a yoga studio. And at that time, I was in a really bad place mentally. Um, I got the job through my aunt who reached out to me. She said, I really think that if you, you know, start this practice, it'll be good for you. And um, she was right. Um, it really, it, it just brought me so much, like it gave me time to be with myself and it helped me. That's the really the beginning I would say of like my personal development is when I started to take time and just to be still with myself and I began my practice. So there's that. Um, and also like, I, mm, how do I say this? I really believe that exercise and like physical activity is very important for your um, holistic growth. Like you literally think better when you're active, when you're moving your body. Um, the you know, science says it, Joe Rogan says it. Which is <laughs> basically equivalent right? to science. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, you know, it's like, um, that's part of it. But for me personally, like I, I was really into weightlifting for a few years and I had to stop because I found out that I had a, uh, like a reproductive disorder called mm. endometriosis and it really caused like bad back pain. Um, I had like a lot of hormonal problems and um, that kind of working out really exacerbated it. So um, I found that like yoga, really help my back like who just simple stretching just stretch in the morning like if you guys don't want to do the whole yoga thing just stretch your back out and it will change your life Every morning. especially when you're high oh my god yoga high yeah. is like bad <laughs> you might have just like convinced father to start doing yoga he's like hi yoga yeah yoga's lit 
And like the best part about it is that it's all up to you. Like if you don't want to get into that pose or you don't want to go that like deep in your stretch, it's up to you. But of course you feel like you've leveled up when you, when you get to different poses and things like that. But um, yeah, that was my way of staying active and like taking care of my body through that. Um, meditation on the other hand, um, it's been hard. Uh, meditation's hard. It's like, it's one hour. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. fucking hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like people ever tell you, oh yeah, meditation is so easy. They're lying to you. Meditation is one of the hardest things to do, mm-hmm. but it's also one of the most rewarding things. And um, anytime, like now, when I don't feel like I have the focus to meditate, I know that means I should meditate more. But you know, sometimes you have to do other things. You have to work. You have to um, get on with your day, and you can't, you know, be fighting yourself trying to meditate sitting down there. So what I do instead is I just check in with myself every morning. I just ask myself, like, how am I feeling today? What am I trying to do today? Where's my state of mind? Um, and I try to accept how I'm feeling in that day. Like if I know, because just some days you wake up and you're just out of it, but that's part of the process. I just think that it's so necessary because a lot of the times we're trying to control things around us and trying to understand things around us mm-hmm. when we're not really in touch with how we feel. And that's really the only thing that we can control is, you know, how we feel, how we react to other things. And when we put more time and give more time to that, um, we find we find peace. I think that's that's a hundred percent right, and I think that's a perfect segue into what I was just about yeah. to ask. Like, how does the your outside um, environment, but also your culture, affect just living as an artist and living as a creator day to day? My culture, okay. Hmm. I would say that um, being Filipino and like especially moving back to the Philippines and then coming back here has really given a depth to to what I do because I feel like I I need to I need to be the artist that I wanted to see when I was younger and I there were barely any Asian artists out there and um, I think the representation is like it's something that everybody talks about right but like what really is representation it's being able to um, see yourself that you're you're that there's a place for you there and that um that you're like worthy of it because it's like um when you when you feel like you don't fit in or like that you're you know almost like an imposter in what you're trying to do um when you have no one to look up to it it's really hard and um i feel like that's kind of the duty that i have also because i know that um i know that a lot of people especially especially in this day and age, they're, they want to become more in touch with their roots, mm-hmm. especially living here in America. You know, there's a lot of um, homogenization. <laughs> and, Copycat you know, cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, how do you feel, how do you feel secure in your race and to be proud of who you are when you don't see people in like, that you can aspire to be, or even to like, to help you, to talk to you about it. And like, I would say that, especially when it comes to like the topics that I, that I talk about and like in my music um, right now, it's, it's a lot about love, but in the beginning, when I first started writing, it was a lot about the self and I'm like coming to terms with like who I was as a person aspiring for things and um, family love. Um, That's another thing. That's another theme that I want to talk about. I want to represent like um 
in my music video for Fly, I really made it a point to have, even though Fly is a love song, um, it can also represent a lot of things. Like it can be to, um, to reach for your goals, to try out something new. Um, and I, it was really important for me to have my family in the music video. Like all my cousins are there. Well, not all of them, most of them. The ones that were quarantining with us so they could be in that video. The accessible <laughs> cousins were the accessible definitely in ones the video. at the time. <laughs> not playing yeah, favorites. So they just were there. Play, yeah. <laughs> not playing favorites, you know. The yeah. ones that were there, they're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're literally here in this room. And one yeah. of them is James. But that's important to me because cousins and growing up with cousins, that's really something that, I mean, the Filipinos can relate to. I don't know if you guys can relate to, but it's like, it's real. It's a real kind of love. And um, it's a big part of like who I am as a person. So do you feel the need to include or like current events into your music? Current events, Um, like politically? Everything, everything going on, going on. Mm-hmm. you know i think it's 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 hard it's it's tricky when it comes to like saying that you're feeling like you're saying enough about mm-hmm. it or like incorporating it into your music but i think that um artists do have a responsibility to like especially those that really have a voice or even if you don't you know you do influence you know your circle but i don't think of it so much as um because you're an artist it's because you're you're human being and you know you do have it's what you owe the people around you to stand up for them when you know that they're being you know trampled on and when their rights are being taken away Mm -hmm. and if you do have another platform to say that through whether it's music and other kind of creative then you know do really do what you can no I 100% agree with that in terms of everyone has, even if you're not an artist or even if you're not creative in terms of anything that you do publicly, you know, you do have that inner circle that you were talking about that people do look for you for however minuscule it might be, like uh, for guidance or inspiration. So things that you say and things that you do, people are paying attention, even if you don't mean to be influential. Mm-hmm you are influential you know that's just our responsibility as people who just live in this world right and i feel like there's a magnifying glass and like an amplification for artists because now you're not only that person privately to your inner circle whether it be your friends or like you like your cousins or people around you you're on that on a bigger scale too publicly yeah so you have a responsibility because people will really look to you with you know expecting something but at the same time I think that um I think that people hold celebrities they hold them like they're not human Mm -hmm. like they don't like have their own thoughts or it's like you don't need even need to blindly follow whatever that they're saying just realize that they are also they could be conflicted as you are or they could just like not be aware and I don't think that it's like just because your celebrity doesn't make you like a superhuman yeah don't believe in kings believe in the kingdom period how do you plan on giving back in the future from your your musical gains or the gains that come from your musical career i feel that um i am 
who I am now, not just because of the work that I've put in, but the people that have chosen to help me and to teach me. Um, I'm really into having like musical teachers, like voice teachers. I've had, um, you know, directors, coaches that have really put in, dedicated their lives to other people on the stage. And I feel that um, when my time comes, one of my goals is really, I don't know if it's a record label. I don't know if it's going to be an agency or whatever it's going to be. But I feel that later on in my life, um, once I've done this right, or hell, even if, however it ends up being, I want to help um, other artists and I, I want to help them grow and help them um, figure themselves out because every artist is really so unique. And you, everybody brings something new to the table. Even if you do sound similar to this or to that, you, no one can really ever be you. And in this life, we're all just trying to look and trying to aspire for like the ultimate expression of ourselves. So how do, how do people support you? How do people support your art? Like, how can they find you? This is the oh, plug time. This is the plug time? Yeah. OK. All right. So. You can listen to my music. You can look me up, see Trinkera on Spotify, Apple Music. But do you know how you can really help me? You can save that. You can like that. But not just like that. You can add me to your playlist. But not just that. You add me to your playlist. You send me to your friends. They send it to their friends and their friends send it to their friends. You see what I mean? That's really how to make it work, right? Okay, so that's on that's on Spotify. So if you want to really help me out on Instagram and you like what I'm saying, first you follow me, right? You can like my photos, that's great. But what's really going to help me is if you share my photos to other people, honestly. And I don't think that's weird. I can see it. I see y'all. <laughs> I see when they share photos. Most importantly, if they save photos, that's important too because that tells the Instagram algorithm that you really, really like my stuff, that you want to see more of my stuff, that you don't want me to get, you don't want to lose me on your feed and that you're looking forward. So once again, if you really, 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 if you like me, you like the photo or you like my stuff. If you really like me, you share my stuff. If you really, really, really like me and you want to see me more around, you save my photos. And there you go. Oh, my name is Siege Mercer. <laughs> She's trying care. If you like her, go do what she said. My name is Siege, but sometimes you call me CJ. My family calls me that because Siege is the nickname of CJ. But yeah, I'm Siege Frankera. Sorry, what's the next question? And do you freeze them or do you dip them in water or is it just straight up? Can I just put them in the toaster? You can put them in the toaster. You can toast them. Um, you know, fatty likes dipping them in water. I always put them in the toaster because when I was younger, I think I was like seven years old. You know, like when you're really in a rush to go to school and you just like try to put something to eat. So I just threw the whole thing in the microwave and I uh, the microwave set on fire. Did y'all stalk my social media or I what? feel like there's a certain amount of research you have to do. But yeah, yoga meditation. <laughs> <laughs> yoga meditation. A lot of people. <laughs> no.
Yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> you just like got right into it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, God. please. Okay, meditation. We're on a toy crunch. I'm sorry. Continue. You're good. You're good. Plan on giving back in the future to those who have, or even to the the art of music. How do you plan on giving yourself back to that expression? Giving myself back to. Sorry, you froze. So I. Sorry. Yes. We're gonna ask a question. So. Very true. I like that. That was a good answer. That was deep. She ended it with the, the very expression of ourselves. I like that. <laughs> so how are you giving back or how do you plan on giving back to those who helped you? Uh, We're not going to ask that question. Man, We're going to say because <laughs> 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 Fatty's in another <laughs> universe right now. <laughs> <laughs>